0: Good morning. It is Kale and Company live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com for a Thursday. January the 11th, we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. So you thought that Hunter Biden walking out of that congressional hearing yesterday was big news. You thought Chris Christie bailing out of the Republican presidential primary race yesterday was big news. Oh, they both pale by comparison. I have real big news for you. Bill Belichick is out as head coach of the Patriots. It's going to be made official in just a very short time, but it has been widely, widely reported this morning, Uh, first I believe by ESPN, that's the first place I saw it anyway, that Bill Belichick and the Patriots will part ways today after really a remarkable, remarkable 24 seasons together, ending an unmatched run in the NFL uh, that included six Super Bowl titles. And Belichick and uh, Patriots owner Bob Kraft spent a good part of this week meeting periodically and discussing how each side wanted to proceed. From sources familiar with those conversations, there was said to be no conflict, no disagreement, and in the end, productive talks resulted in a mutual decision that left both sides comfortable and at ease. So there you go. The long-rumored divorce, if you will, uh, between Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots has uh, finally happened. After four of uh, the—now listen, Bill Belichick is arguably the, the best coach the NFL has ever seen. He'll, he'll ultimately have the most wins ever by any coach in the NFL. But, folks, you and I both know the last four seasons without Tom Brady have been absolutely miserable. One awful postseason performance against the Buffalo Bills, and that was it. That was it. Very little to cheer about over the last four years for any number of reasons. But uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots have finally parted ways. Both Belichick and Robert Kraft, as one outside party noted, took the high road, which was fitting for an owner-coach tandem that will go down as one of the greatest and most decorated in NFL history. It was a remarkable run. There's no getting around that. And uh, Bill Belichick is now a free agent. He is now on the coaching free agent market. And it is going to be, this is, uh, I'm reading here from ESPN, and I echo these sentiments, uh, the most unprecedented job search in the history of the league. Never has a coach with such a track record been available on the open market. Belichick is still revered throughout the league, is widely believed to be motivated not not only to prove that he can win somewhere other than New England, but also to break Don Shula's NFL record of 347 career wins. Right now, Belichick sits at 333, so obviously he needs 15 more wins to break the mark held by Don Shula, the legendary Don Shula. But Belichick's style is not for everyone, and any NFL team that considers hiring him will have to first address a range of questions. Is he content to simply be the head coach, or would Belichick want a higher degree of personnel control? Would hiring Bill Belichick be a short-term fix? He's going to turn 72 before the 2024 season starts, which would make him the oldest NFL coach hired to a new job and the fifth oldest in league history. How long does he want to keep going? I I think I think Bill Belichick in a candid moment would tell you that he wants to keep going as long as he possibly can, as long as his health will allow it. And you know, I I know he was a little bit uh, under the weather this past weekend uh while addressing uh, the media and uh, uh had uh, you know maybe a touch of the flu or whatever it might have been but overall i mean uh, he's in good shape it would appear to be uh, no health issues of any uh, major consequence i think he wants to keep going because i think it's the the uh, the, the one thing he truly enjoys Uh, In life is coaching football. It's his life. It's he was brought his father was coach at Navy for many, many years. He grew up in in a football family. His two sons have been on his coaching staff for years now. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Now, it's very ironic That uh, yesterday, Nick Saban announced his resignation from the University of Alabama. And the very next day, Bill Belichick and the Patriots break up. And those two are very close, by the way, in case you didn't know. Bill Belichick and Nick Saban have been friends for a long, long time uh, in the football world. And it's just, uh, you know, can you imagine if uh, if they teamed up somewhere? Saban now out at Alabama. They're looking for a coach. Now Belichick uh, is going to be pursued hotly by any number of teams that have openings right now. So it's, it's amazing that you can argue the greatest coach in NFL history and the greatest coach in college football history are both on the open market now. And I think both will work again somewhere. I think Belichick, he loves the game, loves breaking down film, uh, loves everything about it, spends countless hours, you know, has over the last 24 years spent countless hours, spent many nights uh, at the facility in Foxborough. And he, he, he eats, sleep, sleeps, and drinks football. It's his passion. I think the same is true to, uh, you know, the same applies to Nick Saban. I would be shocked if, if they uh, did not coach again. Or at least in some way be involved in the game of football, a game that they both love. But it's so ironic that it would come at a time when uh, uh, Saban retires one day and Bill Belichick leaves the Patriots uh, the next very, very ironic, the uh, timing of it, that both of them would uh, be getting out at, at the same time. So Bill Belichick now, uh, it would appear to be a free agent. And we will see what the next move will be. As uh, ESPN says, there is a symmetry and a similarity In the departures of the two football legends, men that are widely considered the greatest coach in pro history and the greatest coach in college football history, Belichick uh, leading the Patriots to nine Super Bowl appearances and six titles. Saban led Alabama to nine SEC titles and six national championships. Additionally, Saban succeeded Pete Carroll as the Ohio State secondary coach in 1980. Belichick worked with Saban in Cleveland from 1991 to 1994. And Belichick replaced Carroll as the Patriots head coach in 2000 before all three, all three of them, vacated their long-standing jobs this week within a 24-hour period. As you may know, uh, Pete Carroll... Who coached the Seattle Supersonics? Uh, Seattle Supersonics, Seattle Seahawks, for many years, was booted upstairs yesterday, and he will be an advisor with the Seahawks, or so they so they say. You know, Pete Carroll was uh, the oldest coach in the NFL as of this past season. Uh, he was uh, he's 74. Bill Belichick will be 72 before the next season starts. But you know how Pete Carroll is if you follow football at all. You know how intense he is on the sidelines, how enthusiastic he is. He is full of vim and vigor at the age of 74. And I think Pete Carroll would probably like to be on uh, another football sideline, whether it be at the pro level or the collegiate level. We shall, this is uh, really amazing. You thought the primary was big news? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet, folks. At any rate, we'll take a break. Hey, guess what? We have more tickets to give away. More ski-free with WKXL at Loon Mountain in Lincoln. I'll tell you right now, right now, get on the phone. 603 224 Get through to our producer, Andrew Gibson, and win an opportunity to ski free for you and a buddy, a pal, a spouse, a child at Loon Mountain, or you can give them to somebody. 224-1450, area code 603. Kale & Company continues right here, WKXLNHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. (music) Welcome back on this Thursday. January the 11th, a day that will be remembered as the one where... Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots parted ways after 24 seasons. Remarkable run for Bill Belichick. No doubt about that. Yeah, of course, he had some detractors along the way. And, uh, you know, there was always that debate. uh, Who was most responsible for the Patriots' success uh, over the years? Was it Bill Belichick or was it Tom Brady? And uh, that topic will be argued forever, and there is no real answer to that except for the fact that they both work together. They work together very well as a tandem. Now we can see what happened after Brady left. There has not been much success in Foxborough. Patriots. Drafted a quarterback in, in Mac Jones, who whose first year with the team under offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels was very good. He made the, the Pro Bowl team, Mac Jones, believe it or not, his first year. But, you know, with the dual offensive coordinators like they had last year and the departure of Josh McDaniels, uh, it was not pretty. Uh, I mean, the Patriots tried Cam Newton first, a quarterback, and then Mac Jones and uh, Bailey Zappi. And uh, it just hasn't worked. It has not worked since uh, Brady was here. I mean, he was only the greatest of all time, and I don't think anybody could argue with that. But on the other hand, Bill Belichick is arguably the greatest coach of all time. And uh, for those two working together for as many years as they did, it was, it was really magic. It was. It truly was magic. And just so glad that, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been a Patriots fan since the 60s when they were known as the Boston Patriots. First game I ever went to was an AFL game. And this was before the merger between the AFL and the NFL. And the first game I ever went to was on a Friday night at Fenway Park. The Patriots, Boston Patriots, and the San Diego Chargers sat in the bleachers at Fenway Park. And I was hooked. Went to many Patriots games at Fenway Park. But the the most memorable was a game uh, against the Houston Oilers. Patriots and the Houston Oilers, it must probably 67, 68, something like that. And uh, the Patriots were not a very good team at that time, but in this particular day, they beat the Houston Oilers on a walk-off field goal by Gino Campaletti. And at that time, the Patriots, and I think most, especially AFL teams, because they were a league that was trying to curry favor with the fans. Uh, they, they were the uh, you know the stepchild, as it were, uh, to the NFL, and nobody gave them much respect. And so they encouraged when, you know, your home team won, run out on the field, talk to the players. And so I did on this Sunday afternoon at Fenway Park. And uh, I will bet within 30 seconds of Gino Capoletti kicking that game-winning field goal for the Patriots, I had reached Gino Capoletti and uh, shook his hand, Uh, A friend of mine and I were there at the game, and we shook his hand, and it was a a big thrill. It was a big thrill for a a young kid like me at the time to, you know, shake the hand of a guy who just kicked a a game-winning field goal for the Patriots. But at any rate, uh, there are a lot of memories over the years uh, with the Patriots, mostly good, mostly good. Uh, and uh, certainly Bill Belichick was a big part of that, no doubt about that. 333 wins all time. He will undoubtedly, undoubtedly pass Don Shula. Uh, He will get a job as soon as he wants one. There's no doubt about it. There are many openings right now in the National Football League. I guess one of the big questions would be, who the next coach of the Patriots is, is going to be. Now, a couple of years ago, it was indicated and pretty much assumed that when Bill Belichick's contract ran out, and in fact, uh, there is still a year on his contract with the Patriots. He did have a year to go. And the idea was that after the uh, 2024 20, season, The one coming up, that defensive coordinator, Gerard Mayo, would be the heir apparent to Bill Belichick. Well, now, you know, things change over the years. We've had a slew of firings recently in the NFL. And one of the men that was fired was a former great patriot, Mike Vrabel who was a Super Bowl champion a number of times uh, with the Patriots as uh, as a linebacker. And he caught several very memorable touchdown passes as well when he would line up on, on the offense for the Patriots and he caught several uh, big touchdown passes from Tom Brady as well. So Mike Vrabel, I think, would be the perfect fit. He would be the perfect fit for the Patriots I would be very, very happy as a longtime Patriots fan to see Mike Vrabel as the successor to Bill Belichick. If you have any thoughts, views, ideas, opinions, am I dead wrong about that? Or do you agree? Give us a call, 603-224-1450. I mean, he uh, knows what the Patriot way is all about. He's a Patriots Hall of Famer, for goodness sakes. And came back uh, this summer, put on the red jacket. Very happy to be back. In fact, uh, on Tennessee, uh, of course, he was fired from the Tennessee Titans this week, Mike Vrabel. He came back during Tennessee's bye week to actually sit in the Patriots box at Gillette Stadium with the Crafts. And some of the Tennessee Titans brass weren't you pleased about that—that that he was in the Patriots box for a Patriots game during Tennessee's bye week? Uh, so maybe that was part of the issue with Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. I don't know, but he's a Patriots Hall of Famer. Uh, he was uh, uh, reportedly—you know—according to all the reporters who were around when Vrabel. Uh, was uh, playing for the Patriots, a very engaging guy. And uh, I, I think he would be terrific. He would be totally different with the media than his predecessor, uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, I, I, I think uh, he, he would be a terrific hire for the Patriots, Mike Frable. Uh, Gerard Mayo, nothing against him. Despite the fact that the Patriots had a terrible season, uh, one of their worst in history in 2023, they still had one of the top defenses in all of football. And that's credit to Bill Belichick and defensive coordinator uh, Gerard Mayo, who certainly is a candidate to succeed Bill Belichick. But I I think it's time... For the Patriots to start anew, start fresh, start over, and uh, clear out everybody. And, uh, you know, if there are some who maybe want to stick around, Mayo uh, might want to go elsewhere. If he's not head coach, there might be some bad feeling there. If uh, Mayo was slighted in favor of uh, Mike Vrabel, for example, or anyone else for that matter. So we'll see what happens. There are some uh, good head coaches out there. Maybe they'll hire Nick Saban. Who knows? <laughs> he, he's had his shot in the NFL. It didn't go especially well uh, for Nick Saban, a, one of the greatest college coaches of all time, but uh, did not uh, fare too well in his uh, time in the National Football League. Anyway, it's, it's going to be all you hear for the next 24 to 48 hours. So get used to it. Bill Belichick out as head coach. And everything else with the New England Patriots, he made all the decisions, all the personnel moves as well. He had the final say on everything to do with the Patriots, good and bad, but mostly good, mostly good, in 24 years. And he will go down in all probability as the uh, greatest coach in the history of the National Football League. And now he will be moving on. Question is where? Where will he go? Where he stops, nobody knows at this point, but we'll find out pretty quickly, I would have to think. Kale & Company presented by our good friends at Northeast Delta Dental. And don't forget, tomorrow, Friday Fun Bunch, Tom Raffio, Kitty Ray in studio. Right here at WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We shall be right back. Kale & Company Live, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental, with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta deltadentalcoversme.com. Now, well, the big story of the day, if you're just joining us, the departure, the parting of the ways between Bill Belichick And the New England Patriots. So Bill is out there. You thought Shohei Ohtani was a big free agent? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, The message from some NFL executives is unequivocal. If you have a chance to hire an all-timer in the history of coaching, you take it. He is going to be a hot commodity out there. And uh, many people seem to feel that his next landing spot could well be the Washington Commanders. Wish they'd change their name, but unlikely. Don't like it. But Washington Commanders, talking about a new stadium for that team in the not-too-distant future. Uh, right now, they play in Landover, Maryland, but uh, there's talk that they could be moving to D.C. in the not-too-distant future. And probably the hiring of Bill Belichick would energize that move and, and get it going uh, swiftly. But Washington could be one of the, the landing spots for Bill Belichick. And we say that. And, and our own uh, Kitty Ray, who uh, chimed in, just uh, messaged me and said, you know, remember, he spent many of his formative years in close by Annapolis, Maryland, because his father was a coach at Navy. That, that's possible. He has, I'm sure, many ties in that area. And and certainly, the commanders, like the Patriots, need a fresh start. So that would be a very logical next move for Bill Belichick. And, you know, they have uh, one of their owners is, is Magic Johnson. They have deep pockets. They want to make some noise. And they recently fired who I thought was a very good coach, uh, Ron Rivera, but even very good coaches, and even the greatest coach of all time. Uh, coaches are hired to be fired, or at least part ways, amicably. <laughs> so, at any rate, no coach lasts forever. Uh, Ron Rivera, I, I, I think, was a, is a good coach, and uh, probably will wind up somewhere next year as a defensive coordinator in the National Football League. But he uh, does not have the cachet of a Bill Belichick. And uh, Belichick will not be out there as a free agent very long, I don't believe. Because, you know, let's face it, you know, the draft is not that far away. And uh, Washington has a high draft pick. I think they have the second draft pick. Patriots have the third. Uh, Chicago has the first draft pick right now through Carolina. Carolina traded that pick uh, a couple of years ago, which wound up to be number one in uh, 2024 when the 2024 NFL draft comes around. So Chicago will have the number one pick, although many folks think that uh, they might trade it, but we shall see how that plays out. But the big deal today is Bill Belichick, and uh, much will be written, much will be said, deservedly so. Speculation will be rampant, uh, but. Uh, he will wind up with another job whenever he wants it. It's as simple as that. Whenever he wants it. And probably will become the highest paid coach in the history of the NFL. So there you go. We shall see. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks. Lot, lot of, uh, a lot of uh, balls in the air right now in the sports world and uh, politically. In case you missed it. Yesterday, it happened in Wyndham, folks. It happened in Wyndham, New Hampshire. Some call it Windham. I call it Wyndham. Uh, but I call it Stoneham. Most people call it Stoneham. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie Wednesday suspended his campaign for president. And uh, as he made his announcement, it, it, prior to the speech, there was a, a hot mic moment, as they say. A hot mic moment. For those of us in broadcasting, we always fear those hot mic moments. Christie took a couple of shots at uh, Nikki Haley in that hot mic moment, saying that she would get smoked. Don't know exactly what he meant, whether she would get smoked by Donald Trump in the primary. Or if she, you know, is the standard bearer for the Republican Party, if she would get smoked by Joe Biden, which I don't think will happen. But anyway, that's, that's the terminology he used, that she would get smoked. Okay. Christie, uh, making his second bid for the White House, dropped out of the race at a town hall event in Wyndham, saying, and I quote, it's clear to me that tonight, There isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for president of the United States, end quote. Christie uh, long shot nomination at best in a race dominated by President Donald Trump, who did not participate in the debate last night in Iowa, which featured only two candidates, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley in recent weeks. Uh, Christie has faced increased calls from fellow Republicans and from some voters to end his bid and give Haley a boost as she aims to close the gap with Donald Trump. So we'll see how that plays out. In fact, uh, I saw a survey this morning that most Christie voters would now lend their support to Nikki Haley. I mean, obviously, if you are a Christie supporter you're not a Trump supporter because that was pretty much the premise of his whole campaign to make sure that uh, Donald Trump did not get the presidency again and so you would have to say that those uh, followers of Chris Christie are not going to lend their support to Donald Trump I think that's pretty safe to say so uh, you know uh, most of them I think it was 67 percent uh, polled of, of Christie's supporters said they would lend their support now to Nikki Haley, and the others may go to uh, Ron DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, we shall see how it plays out, but that the field for the debate, one week from tonight at St. Anselm College, uh, has been winnowed uh, quite a bit. There will be no Chris Christie. So right now, it would look like uh, it's going to be Nikki Haley, uh, Ron DeSantis, Uh, Maybe Vivek Ramaswamy, if he qualifies. Donald Trump has qualified, but chances are, chances are he won't be there. A week from tonight at Sullivan Arena on the campus of St. Anselm College. So we'll see how it all plays out. It might be another two-person debate once again. And, of course, the primary, first in the nation, presidential primary is set for the 23rd of January here in the Granite State. And uh, Monday, Monday, it's going to be the Iowa caucuses. This coming Monday, and I was looking at the weather forecast for Iowa last night. High temperature in Iowa, high temperature in Iowa on Monday, four degrees below zero. That's going to be the high. And the low was something crazy like 17 or 18 below zero. So you know that's going to have an impact on turnout. And uh, we'll we'll see how it how it plays out. The caucuses are impossible to explain anyway. But you got to show up. They put you in a corner, the uh, I don't know. It's crazy. It's wacky. You still nobody can tell me or anybody else who won the 2020 Democratic caucus in Iowa. Nobody. Nobody knows. They still don't know. They're still counting. They've got those people locked up in some corner somewhere in Iowa, still trying to figure out who, which Democrat won in 2020. <laughs> it's wacky. It's wacky. But then again, it's Iowa. We will uh, take a break. Kale and company right here, WKXLNHtalkradio.com. Want to ski free? Here is your opportunity, right now. Give our producer, the esteemed Andrew Gibson, a call. 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450. And we'll let you ski free at Loon Mountain. What a deal. It's a lot of money to go skiing these days. It has been for a while. Loon's a great spot to do it. Conditions are great. Give Andrew a call right now. 603-224-1450 is the number right here. Ski on us right here at WKXL. NHtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Good morning, Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. If you just happen to be joining us, thanks for listening. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. I think ESPN was the first to break it. Adam Schefter, who has a lot of great sources around the NFL, first to report that uh, the breakup would be announced today between Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, it hasn't been officially announced yet, but uh, ESPN and now multiple news and sports outlets are confirming that it is going to take place today, January 11th, 2024. A day that will live in football history for years to come as uh, the arguably the greatest coach in the history of the professional game. Uh, will be leaving New England, I won't say for greener pastures, because, uh, you know, not going to win six more Super Bowls, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, Bill Belichick will, I'm sure, most assuredly, be heading elsewhere to coach. But I, I think the best scenario of all time, <laughs> I mean, he could go anywhere and coach football, and I'm sure that's his passion, that's what he loves to do. There's no doubt about that. He is a football coach through and through. But, you know, Tom Brady is under contract uh, starting the 2024 season with Fox Sports, and he is going to be an analyst. I don't know. It's not clear to me whether he's going to be one of those studio analysts or be in the booth. I hope he's in the booth uh, because I'd rather see him break down plays and, and that sort of thing and, uh, and and be in the booth. Wouldn't Wouldn't it be something – If Fox offered uh, Bill Belichick a big contract for maybe just one year, one year, a little sabbatical between coaching jobs, right? Because there will always be coaching jobs out there. Just a little sabbatical. And just just put Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in the booth. No, I don't want any play-by-play guy. You don't need it. You can see the game on TV. You can see what's going on. But for them, I mean, that would just be, just be incredible. You talk about must-see TV for football fans. Put Brady and Belichick in the booth together. And I'm not saying they're enemies. I, I really don't think they are. Maybe they're not, they're not best friends. But I would just love to hear them discuss the game of football together with nobody horning in on it. Just the two of them. I hate three people in the booth anyway. No matter who the people are, far too many people in the booth. Three people, you don't need them. Put those two in. Lock the door. Throw away the key for three hours. at the game is. I don't want anybody to horn in on them. Brady and Belichick in the booth. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> those numbers would be through. The roof, without question. You don't need a play-by-play announcer. Anybody can say, you know, it's first and 10 at the 23-yard line with 11.47 left in the third quarter. Anybody, any, you can see that on the screen. Just put Brady and Belichick in the booth together. Woo! What magic that would be. That would be something, wouldn't it? It'll never happen because it's it's too good to be true. Too good to be true. Anyway, congratulations to uh, Don from Pembroke. Don was our uh, latest winner. That's D-O-N, Don. What we're looking for is D-A-W-N, Don. Because we have not had a female winner yet. We have yet to have a female winner of these uh, ski passes that we've been giving away over the last few weeks. and And right now, we're... Uh, giving you the opportunity to ski free at beautiful Loon Mountain Great Resort in Lincoln, New Hampshire. You can take uh, a friend, take a child, take, take your spouse, take anyone, anyone you'd like. Or you, you could, uh, you know, give them away if you like as a gift. But ski free on us. And we haven't had a, a female winner yet. We've been giving uh, passes away now for three weeks and we have uh, two for you right now at beautiful Loon Mountain. I'm not excluding the men from calling in, but it would be fun to have a female winner at uh, 603-224-1450. Andrew is standing by, but not for much longer. We're running out of time here. And we all we've talked about today pretty much is Belichick. That's about it. I'm pretty one-dimensional when it comes right down to it. Uh, 603-224-1450. Uh, is the number to call. One, one of the fun things that happened uh, uh, yesterday on TV was seeing Hunter Biden storm out of Congress. <laughs> House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer of Kentucky offered highlights from Hunter Biden's surprise appearance at his contempt of Congress hearing. He told Fox News at a pivotal point in the hearing Uh, Biden, who entered with attorneys Abby Lowell and Kevin Morris, suddenly rose up and left the room as the microphone was given to Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican from Georgia. Committee Chairman James Comer told the Ingram angle last night on Fox that despite Some Democrats reported claims that the appearance was a publicity win for Biden. The play-by-play showed otherwise. Comer said he was there for about 15 minutes. Florida Democrat Jared Moskowitz was recognized. He said, Hunter Biden is here to answer questions. And then his time expired. And then Comer recognized Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was going to ask Hunter Biden questions because Moskowitz said he was there to answer questions. As soon as he realized that Marjorie Taylor Greene was going to actually ask him a question. They got the heck out of there. They knocked over people on the way out. And as Biden and his counsel made their exit, Greene remarked, excuse me, Hunter. Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words, end quote. So there you go. Uh, an exit by Hunter Biden yesterday from that congressional hearing. when they were going to give him an opportunity to answer publicly. That's what he wanted. Craziness, craziness. What a crazy family. At, uh, at any rate. Uh, that was a lot of fun to watch uh, yesterday. In fact, when he walked out, of course, he was surrounded by reporters on Capitol Hill. There are thousands lurking at all times. And he was asked by a Fox reporter, uh, I don't know, some in- innocuous question, why are you, you know, on the phone? Why are you on the phone with your dad when you're doing business with foreign countries and man, all that stuff? And he said something that I couldn't understand. I don't think anybody understood his first response. And then she followed up and, and, and asked another question. He said, uh, people like you are dangerous. You're dangerous people. Meaning, I guess, the media in general. Maybe Fox specifically. Maybe she had the Fox flag on, on her microphone. And obviously a Fox, no friend of the, the Bidens. Uh, <laughs> it's just a mess. What a mess. This family has made. That's all I can say. They have made a huge mess of everything. Everything they touch turns to... It's a family show, folks. It is a family show. History at the Garden last night. Celtics, 18-0 at home now to start a season that has never happened in the storied history of the Boston Celtics. Overtime game last night. They beat the very talented and very good Minnesota Timberwolves, one twenty-seven to one twenty. Celtics playing without Kristaps Porzingis last night, but Timberwolves were without Rudy Gobert, so yeah, kind of a kind of a wash uh, there. What a night for Jason Tatum! Forty-five points for Tatum, thirty-five for Jalen Brown, and they won't get much time to savor that win last night because tonight. They take on Giannis Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee yet. That game will be on TNT. So they had to get out of the garden yesterday, uh, last night, fly to Milwaukee and uh, take on the very talented Bucks tonight at uh, 7.30, I believe, on uh, TNT. Celtics are 29-8 uh, and eight now on the year and the Bucks are... 25 and 12. And a great hockey game last night. Great high school hockey game at the Everett Arena. And uh, I was lucky enough to be there. A Concord beat Bo by a score of 2-1. to Jaden Haas, freshman who's making some noise for the Crimson Tide, score his, scored his team-leading seventh goal of the season late in the third period to break a 1-1 tie. Tide going to 5-0 in the regular season. Bow dropping to 4-2. Rowan Arndt also scored for Concord. Aiden Lebrecht had the lone goal for Bow, But, folks, it was a terrific hockey game at the Everett Arena last night uh, in Concord. Well, for me, anyway, this hour has gone by much too quickly. Stand by for more great programming right here on WKXL and And tomorrow... Friday Fun Bunch, Tom Raffio and resident flick chick Kitty Ray in the house. Kale and Company presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And folks, remember, always look on the bright side of life. Have a great Thursday, everybody.